Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix in Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Welcome! Thanks for being here. I am so excited to be here with you today. I just got back from a quick whirlwind trip to Disneyland where I got to check out the Disney 100 celebration and the new attraction that just opened in Toontown, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So I have lots of things I want to share with you today. I'm going to do kind of a trip recap tell you everything that I thought of the Disney 100 celebration, talk about the new attraction, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, how you can ride it, some tips on getting into the virtual queue, that kind of thing, some of my favorite foods that I ate. I also got to check out Lunar New Year while I was there, so we're going to talk about Lunar New Year. There's lots of things to cover, and I'm really excited to be here. Uh, when I woke up this morning, it was two degrees at my house and that's freezing. So we're all freezing to death over here, and I am missing the California weather. Even though it was a tiny bit cold when we were there, it was still warmer than two degrees. <laughs> so here's my plug for keeping an eye on the weather. I had been watching the weather very closely because I have this weird fear about being cold. Like I live my life worried that I'm gonna be cold. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's what I do. Every time I go anywhere, I'm like, but do you think I'll be cold? Should I bring my coat? Should I bring a sweatshirt? Do I need a sweater? Will I need gloves? Should I bring boots? How cold is it going to be? What if I'm cold? It's just silly. I just really hate being cold. And I was worried I would be cold at Disneyland. So I came prepared. I brought like a thermal base layer pants that I wore under my jeans a lot of the days. I brought warm, cozy socks and boots that I kept in the locker that I would switch into at night. I had a hat and a coat and gloves and a sweatshirt, and I was warm for the most part. There were a few times that I was cold, but I did what I could, and I was warm for the most part. But had I just shown up with just a sweatshirt, I would have been really, really miserable. So keep an eye on the weather. Look at the high. Look at the low. Just because the high says 70, if the low is 45, you might be cold in the mornings and evenings like I am. So keep an eye on your weather so you can make sure that you're prepared, whether it's hot or cold or whatever it's going to be, rain, sun, you need to be prepared, and keeping a close eye on the weather is a big part of that. But I'm a huge advocate for layers. You can always put more on, take more off, whatever you need, but dressing in layers is a great option. For this trip, I got to stay at the Castle Inn and Suites, which is a great property. I had stayed here in the past, but it had been a few years, so it was fun to be back. I really love all of the space that they have. This property is on Harbor Boulevard, so it's really close to the parks. It took us seven minutes to walk to Disneyland, which is great. And the rooms were really spacious and big. So the room that we stayed in had two queen beds, and then it had a little living section that had a couch that was a pull-out couch with a table. There was a desk. Of course, there was the TV and fridge and coffee maker and all of that. But one of my favorite parts was they had two sinks that were separated by a door. So in 
what in the bathroom they had the shower the toilet and a sink and then there was a door that closed and right outside that they had another sink with a mirror and all of that which made getting ready in the mornings really nice and easy because we each had our own sink and we could kind of do our own thing and not be in each other's way so it was really quick and easy to get ready. I have a full review of the Castle Inn and Suites on my website. You can check that out, see if it's the right place for your family. There's pictures in there, all kinds of great information, and you'll find a link to book for the best deals as well. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out. After getting all checked into the hotel, I went over to Disneyland to join some friends who were already there for dinner. And we opted to eat at the Plaza Inn because they have amazing fried chicken and mashed potatoes. So the Plaza Inn has a character breakfast in the morning that's amazing. It's very fun. You need reservations for the character breakfast. But if you want to eat lunch or dinner at the Plaza Inn, no reservations are required. They are famous for their fried chicken, so I highly recommend that. It comes with mashed potatoes. They put gravy on it. Here's a little tip. Ask for extra gravy on your chicken. It's so good. And then it comes with green beans and a biscuit. Very yummy. One of my favorite things. I've also had the pot roast there, which I really enjoy also. So we had dinner at Plaza Inn, and then we just kind of did some fun little things around Disneyland. We rode a few rides, but we headed back to the hotel fairly early so that we could get some rest and be ready for the big kickoff of the Disney 100 celebration that was taking place the next day. And our main goal was to try to get a boarding group for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. They require a virtual queue to ride the ride or a lightning lane so you can join the standby line via the virtual queue two times each day once at 7 a.m and once at 1 p.m or you can purchase an individual lightning lane to ride the attraction so there's two options you can decide what's best for your family our goal was to get together a little before 7 a.m and get a virtual queue for the ride. That was what we were trying to do. So we gathered the next morning in front of Disneyland out on Harbor Boulevard. We made sure that each of us was all loaded onto the other's apps. So you can add family members or friends to your Disneyland app using their ticket. It's very simple. You go to the Disneyland app, open it up, click tickets, click link tickets, and you can either scan their ticket in or you can enter the number in manually whatever is easier for you so that your tickets are all linked together so make sure that whoever you want on your boarding group is also linked to your account so i recommend going into join virtual queue about 15 minutes before so you can make sure everybody's linked ready to go now at 7 a.m when it opens up you can join the virtual queue if you have a reservation for disneyland that day if your starting park is disneyland you don't have to be in the parks at 7 a.m to make this reservation you can be in your hotel room you can be having breakfast you can be standing in on harbor boulevard like we are it doesn't matter you don't have to be in the parks you just have to have a reservation for Disneyland as your starting park that day. If your starting park is California Adventure that day, you're not able to try for the 7 a.m. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway Virtual Queue. 
you will need to have a park hopper ticket and wait until 1 p.m. to try. So if you have a park hopper and it's 1 p.m., you can try for Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, but for the 1 p.m. time, you do need to be scanned into the park. 7 a.m. you don't need to be, but 1 p.m. you do need to be in the park, and anyone who wants to be on your boarding group also needs to be scanned into the park. So you can't be in the park trying to get a virtual queue and have your kids still sleeping in at the hotel. They have to have scanned into the park for the day at 1 p.m. to be able to get into that virtual queue. So hopefully that makes sense. If you're still confused, send me a DM. Let me know how I can help. I'm happy to answer questions. Send me a DM through Instagram or you can email me at melissa at mixinsomemagic.com and let me help you because it is a little confusing, but once you're there and in the process, then it's not too bad. So a few minutes before 7 a.m., we were on Harbor Boulevard, ready to go. We were all loaded onto the app and we were feeling confident. I was feeling stressed because I've never actually gotten into a virtual queue I've been on other people's tickets who have gotten into a virtual queue, but I have never successfully booked a virtual queue. Even though I do everything right, it's just something that I am not, I'm not lucky with. So we were all there, ready to go. Right before seven, you can start refreshing. There's a button that says refresh. So you'll click the button first that says join virtual queue. It will have you confirm your party. Once you do that, it will take you to a screen that says refresh. You can push the refresh button or you can pull down the screen to refresh it. I don't think that it matters which you choose, but right before 7, maybe at 6.59, I would just start pushing refresh, refresh over and over again. Have everybody do it who's linked to your account that's trying to get the virtual queue. Right when it hits 7, one of you will hopefully click over and say join virtual queue don't hesitate click it as fast as you can and if you're lucky it will pop up and say that you've gotten a boarding group for the morning if you're not lucky it will say boarding group is full and then you can try again at 1 p.m so we were doing this we were feeling good most of us i was feeling stressed and i thought that i had gotten us into the virtual queue because I didn't read very carefully when the screen popped up. I saw it said, join virtual queue. I clicked it and then another screen popped up and I thought it said we had made it in. And so I'm like, we got it, we did it. And we're all celebrating. And then I looked closer (laughs) and we didn't get it. We did not get into the 7 a.m. virtual queue. So it was a little premature celebrating, Um, but it ended up being funny. So We didn't make it into the virtual queue that morning, but we opted to purchase an individual lightning lane because we didn't know if we'd be able to get into the 1 p.m. queue. We assumed that individual lightning lanes were going to go quickly since it was the first day it was open, and we really wanted to make sure we were able to ride it that day. So once we got into the park, we walked right over, we got through security, we scanned our tickets. They let us in about 7.30, the park opened at 8, but we were able to purchase our individual lightning lane at 7.30, even though the park hadn't officially opened. So we purchased a lightning lane, it cost $20 per person. After we purchased that, they told us like a return time. I think ours was from 10.25 to 11.25. We were able to return and ride it during that time. So we were feeling excited because we knew we had our virtual queue all purchased, not our virtual queue, our lightning lane purchased, I'm sorry, and 
Even though we had a Lightning Lane purchased, we could still try again for the 1 p.m. virtual queue. So that was our goal to try again and see what happened. Maybe we'd get into the 1 p.m. virtual queue. So we spent the morning checking out some of the Disney 100 decorations. And I have to say I was a little underwhelmed by the 100 decorations. I think maybe I'm just used to Disneyland at Halloween time and Disneyland at Christmas. They just really go all out and it really feels like they're celebrating. Like the decorations are a huge part of the celebration. And Disney's been really pushing this Disney 100 celebration. And when we got there, I just was expecting more, I guess, from the decorations. So they have like some banners on the light posts and they have some bunting things on the Main Street buildings. They have a little small Mickey statue right in front of the fire station at the little town square where they usually have the giant pumpkin or the Christmas tree. It's a Mickey statue. And I thought it would be bigger. It was very small and it just really didn't fill that space, especially when we're used to seeing the pumpkin there or the Christmas tree. It was pretty small. If you were walking by it and there were people standing in front of it, you would not even know it was there. So it's a cute little statue. I just wanted it to be larger. They also have a mini statue, a little platinum one over by the castle, and she's cute, but also very small. I think they're going to be adding more statues as the celebration goes on, but we will have to wait and see. Now, one thing that did not disappoint me was the castle. It looked amazing with its purple banners, and they have some wishing stars added to it, and then they have the fountains in front that are a new addition, one on each side of the moat, and I loved it. I thought the fountains really added to the whole effect of the castle. And I'm hoping that maybe they keep the fountains forever. Because I think they're great. They're just really fun. Well, we did a few rides, checked out the decorations. And then it was our turn to ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway using our purchased Lightning Lane. Now, we had heard from people who had already ridden it that if you use the Lightning Lane entrance, you get through a lot quicker, but you miss a lot of the queue, which was supposed to be really amazing. So finally, Disneyland has a line that's really great because Disney World has a lot of really awesome lines that make waiting not so terrible, but Disneyland doesn't have much like that. But there were rumors going around that this queue was really fun and awesome. So we were excited to check it out, but we heard that the Lightning Lane bypasses most of the queue, as it should because you're paying to bypass the line. Um, but then we were kind of bummed that we were gonna miss out on seeing the queue. So we devised a plan. We decided when we got there, we would show the cast member our Lightning Lane, but ask if we could wait in the standby line anyway, just so that we could see the queue. So we got there, showed the cast member our lightning lane and said, can we do standby anyway? And she said, you can if you want, but it's a two hour wait. Ugh. And we did not really want to wait two hours standby when we had paid for the ability to skip the line. So we opted to skip the line. We did get in the lightning lane queue and we saw little portions of the line, which were great and really fun. 
And then before we knew it, it was our turn to ride. So we waited for seven minutes in the lightning lane line. And we took our time those seven minutes. If we had just walked straight through and not been taking pictures and videos of all the things, it probably would have been four minutes, three minutes. It was a very short wait for the lightning lane, as it should be because we had paid $20, right, to skip the line. So we rode it. It's absolutely wonderful attraction. So fun. There's no height requirement. So that means that anybody can ride. You can take your small babies and toddlers on it. They're going to love it. It's lots of fun. And it's just like the Disney World version with maybe a few small exceptions. But if you've been at Disney World, it's exactly like it except for the line is different. Now they do have a pre-show which is so fun. It's probably my favorite pre-show that I've ever seen. I don't even want to tell you what happens in it because I want it to be a surprise. It's so fun though. I could, I still am like blown away. I don't know how they do it. I've paid really close attention and I can't figure out how they make this magic happen but I love it. I'm here for it. I love it and I was really excited that we got to ride the attraction opening day. Even though we had missed the fun queue, we still got on the ride. It was such a fun ride. You're going to love it. I just know you are going to love it. Now, I've had a lot of questions about how the ride can be open, but Toontown is still closed. So Toontown is closed for a refurbishment. It's not back opening back up until March 8th, but this new Mickey and Minnie's ride is open. So they will not let you into Toontown unless you show them your lightning lane or your boarding group for the ride. So they don't have everybody crowding into Toontown. So you can only get in if it's your turn to ride. Now, once you're in Toontown, they have a lot of walls set up blocking most of Toontown. So they're still working, they're still doing lots of construction and a lot of things are blocked off. However, you can walk straight to the ride or there's a little side area open to the right where there's some little interactive displays and Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride is over there, although it's not open. And then there's a big grassy area. There used to be a fountain in front of Roger Rabbit and now it's just a grassy area. But you can are totally welcome to walk around and explore that. Nothing is different. Maybe it's been refreshed with some paint, but nothing has changed in that section except for the fountain is gone and there's a grassy area. But everything else is the same, which I was happy to see because there's some fun interactive features that I really loved about Toontown that are still there. So I was happy that those were still there. So after we had taken our time exploring the part of Toontown that you can get to and riding the ride, we had lunch and we got to see Alice and the Mad Hatter over at Refreshment Corner playing musical chairs. It was so fun. They set up chairs and the piano player was there and they played musical chairs with guests. Absolutely wonderful. And I just love seeing those little like spontaneous character interactions. I've seen Peter Pan playing hide and seek with kids in Fantasyland. And I've seen the Mad Hatter and Alice having a tea party over by Casey Jr. And I love those little things where you're just, you know, hanging out and all of a sudden a character's there and they want to play a game with you. I think that's so magical, especially for kids. So we had fun just enjoying our day waiting for 1 p.m. because at 1 p.m. we knew we could try for another virtual queue. So 1 p.m. came and 
of course, we did the same thing again. We were on Main Street. We were waiting for the Mickey's Cavalcade, a little show to come by, and we were all trying, all on our virt join virtual queue, refresh, 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 and we got into the, the 1 p.m. virtual queue. So for later in the day, we got into the queue. We were all so excited at the idea of getting to ride it twice in one day, Again, it wasn't me who got into the virtual queue. Luckily, I have friends with really fast fingers. They were able to get that reservation. Um, but it was a backup boarding group. So what that means is they will assign boarding groups and then there's backup boarding groups. And that means that if everything goes well and they get through their boarding groups quickly, then they'll call the backup boarding groups. If things don't go well, then you're not going to get called. So we weren't sure 100% if we'd be able to ride, but we were hopeful. We were very, very hopeful. We spent the afternoon trying lots of different Disney 100 treats. And I love visiting Disneyland with friends, especially during holidays and celebrations like this, because then I can try lots of different treats and I don't have to buy all of them myself. So we were able to purchase lots of different things and then each kind of just take bites of each one so we can see what we think of them. And it was perfect. So I tried a mini cake pop and a Rice Krispie treat and a little lemon tea cake and a cream cheese pretzel with frosting and this little shortbread tart. And what else did I try? Oh, the, the churro, the Disney 100 churro. Had little bites of all of them and they were all good, but nothing like blew me away. Nothing made me super excited. Nothing made me think, oh, when I come back, I have got to get this. Everything was just good, but not mind blowing. So I can't say that I recommend any of those things that I just said to you. I don't not recommend them. I just not, I'm not excited. None of it made me super excited. Although I did find something the next day that made me super excited. We'll get to it. We got word later that evening at about eight o'clock that they were not going to get to our boarding group, which was a little disappointing, but we had already ridden it and we felt lucky to have been able to ride it that one time. The ride had broken down several times during the day and they were not getting going to make it to our backup boarding group and they will tell you that on the app. So I just kept checking the app frequently and seeing what boarding group they were on and then they finally wrote, you know, put a message on our app saying that we weren't going to be able to ride. They weren't calling our boarding group, which was okay. A little disappointing, but we had kind of felt like it was going that way as we'd been watching the Disneyland app during the day. I was really fortunate to be invited that evening to attend the World of Color 1 dessert party. So World of Color 1 is a whole new show just for California Adventure. It takes place usually twice each evening and I was pretty excited to check it out. I'd done the World of Color dessert party before. I've seen World of Color a lot of times, but I wasn't really sure exactly what to expect. Because I enjoy World of Color, but it is not my favorite, favorite show. 
So I was excited to check it out. I really enjoyed the dessert party. They give you some grapes and cheese and drinks and a variety of desserts. And you get to sit down at a table while you watch the show, which is pretty great, especially at the end of the day to be able to sit down and relax during an amazing show. I really enjoyed that. The show I was really impressed with. I didn't know what to expect. I hadn't heard anything about it, although I did know that it was about how one person can make a huge difference. So that's why it's called World of Color One. So the show kind of highlighted different Disney moments, different characters where one person had made a big difference. I enjoyed the show. It's my favorite World of Color show to date, and there were some really fun elements in the show. They have a Star Wars part. It's absolutely amazing with the water and the lights and they have mist and smoke and fire. They have an Avengers part that was great. I really loved the whole thing. So I would happily go see it again. I also enjoyed the dessert party. Although for me, the dessert party is not something I would do all the time because it is expensive. But it is a fun splurge if it's your once-in-a-lifetime trip or if it's a birthday or an anniversary or you're, you're celebrating something special. The dessert party is a great option and lots of fun, especially because you can sit to watch the show. The show is long. It's probably, I think, 22 minutes, 23 minutes. So it is a longer show. Make sure you stay for the very end because you kind of think the show's over and then there's one little part at the very end that I really enjoyed. It kind of like, it's kind of like an after credit scene almost. So stick around, pay close attention even at the end because there's something kind of fun coming. There is a virtual queue for World of Color. So if you want to watch World of Color at 12 p.m. on the Disneyland app in the virtual queue section, you can join a virtual queue for World of Color. And then they will give you more information about what time to arrive and where to go on the app when you make that virtual queue reservation. Now the virtual queue reservations for World of Color are not nearly as intense or hard to get as they are for like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So don't stress about it. Do set an alarm on your phone so you can make a virtual queue reservation for World of Color. If for some reason you don't get it, but still really wanna see the show, don't stress about it. When it's about 30 minutes, 40 minutes before showtime, head over to the viewing area and ask a cast member nearby if they have standby availability. Almost always they can accommodate standby people because there's lots of people who make reservations and then don't end up showing up. So go over there, ask what they can do for you. I'm almost positive they'll be able to get you in, especially for the second show. Also, I'm going to put a link to information about dessert parties and other dining packages in the show notes so you can check that out as well. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I'll jump into my second day at Disneyland where I did Lunar New Year, and I ate my favorite thing of the whole trip. I'm still thinking about it. I loved it so much, and I got to see Wondrous Journey, the new firework and projection show, and I'll let you know if I got into a virtual queue for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway the second day. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix in Some Magic. Thank you. 
Did you know you can get a free day at Disneyland through my partners at Getaway Today? I'm not even joking. A free day at Disneyland sounds amazing, right? Well, if you purchase a four-day ticket through Getaway Today, you get the fifth day free. I love this deal. I've been using it for years. It's my favorite way to take my family to Disneyland because we get to go an extra day for free. And when you have six people in your family, that extra day free is a big deal. So we like to combine it with one of Getaway Today's awesome hotel deals. They often have a stay three nights, get the fourth night free, or they have a special deal where you get a free breakfast or you don't have to pay for parking. Something like that. We like to combine it with the fifth day free deal and so we save a lot of money. Getaway Today has the best deals, the best customer service, and you're going to love them. For a very limited time through February 1st, if you use my code MSM20 on packages with tickets and a hotel, you can save an additional $20. Now, if it's after February 1st when you hear this or when you're booking your vacation, no worries, you can still save an additional $10 if you use my code MSM10. When you book through Getaway Today, you can be confident that you're getting the very best deal. Whether you're booking just tickets with them or you're doing a package with hotel and tickets, you're getting the best deal out there and you're going to enjoy their amazing customer service. They're absolutely the best. You can use the link in my show notes to check them out or you can give them a call at 1-855-GETAWAY. Just tell them that Mix and Some Magic sent you for the very best deals. I'm back. I had two goals for my second day at Disneyland. The first was to enjoy all of the Lunar New Year's celebration and the second was to ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway again using the standby line because I was dying to check out the amazing queue. So because California Adventure was my starting park that day, I could not make a virtual queue reservation for Mickey and Minnie's at 7 a.m., which actually was okay because I opted to sleep in a little bit, which I enjoyed immensely. So when I was up and ready, I headed over to California Adventure and really enjoyed all the Lunar New Year celebrations that were happening over there. So Lunar New Year happens every single year at California Adventure they really go all out. They have decorations and they have shows and they have food booths. So many fun things happening over there. I think it's really great and I enjoy it every single year. So they have different food booths scattered throughout the park and you can purchase a sip and saver pass that gives you six tabs um, that you can then turn in for different food items. So it's $45 for everybody or if you're a magic key holder then the pass is $42. So that means that you if you choose to purchase a sip and saver pass then you really need to kind of be strategic about what you're buying because if you're using it to purchase items that are all $5 or $6 you're not getting your money's worth. So I have actually had a really hard time getting value out of my sip and saver pass and I think that most people are probably like me and are not 
They're not saving money by purchasing a sip and saver. Most people are probably losing a little bit of money with their sip and saver pass. And Disney knows this, but people still like to buy them. That's why Disney sells them. Disney doesn't do things that lose them money. If you haven't figured that out. So I don't know that a sip and saver pass is the way to go. Maybe you love it and it makes you excited and that's your thing. Then go for it. But I prefer to just purchase what I want and not feel obligated to have these six tabs and have to use all of them and things like that. So I like to purchase things individually. If you like to purchase the sip and saver, then that's great too. I tried several things at the Lunar New Year celebration that I really liked. There was some quesadilla egg rolls that were so good. They took my favorite quesadilla taco filling, the taco meat that I love over at Cocina Cucamonga, and put it inside an egg roll with this really yummy dipping sauce. I thought that was really good. They had a pepperoni pizza bao bun that I thought was yummy. Um, They had... My favorite, favorite thing that I tried is actually not part of the Lunar New Year celebration, but it's part of the Disney 100 celebration. It was over at Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, and it is the a French dip pizza. And it sounds so weird, but it's a slice of pizza. It's got like extra cheese on it and onions and some really thinly sliced roast beef. And then they give you this au jus dipping sauce to dip it in. And it sounds weird, but it was so good. It was hands down my favorite thing I ate the whole trip. And it's something that I really am looking forward to having again. So I hope it sticks around for the whole 100 celebration because it was absolutely delicious. So I got to try lots of different foods, which was fun. They have a lot of activities going on over for at California Adventure for Lunar New Year. They have a Lunar New Year wish section where you can write your New Year's wishes on these little red tags and then tie them to the wishing wall, which I thought was so sweet. I loved it. I stood there and read people's wishes for health and happiness and like success and I just sat there and cried. I don't know. I just loved all of that. There's something special about writing down your hopes and dreams and I loved it. So I love the New Year's wishing wall. They also have a Chinese brush painting and calligraphy area where you can go and they have these displays of this beautiful calligraphy and you can choose which words you want. They have different choices. So they had like lucky and spring and love and I picked love and then this calligraphy artist, really there's no other way to describe them, it's so beautiful, will kind of paint it onto this paper for you, this word in Chinese calligraphy and it's absolutely beautiful. So make sure you check that out. That one's really fun. I enjoyed that so much. I love Love just seeing all of the different things that they've brought into this Lunar New Year celebration. They had some entertainment. They had some different groups come in. There was an acapella Korean group that sang some fun songs. They had this drummer group. They had these dancers that were balancing cups on their heads. I don't know how they did it. It was amazing. So many fun things. Plus, you can meet the different characters. There's Mulan and Mushu. And right now you can meet Oswald the Lucky Rabbit since it's the year of the rabbit. They also have Mulan's Processional. It's kind of a little mini parade that's really fun. 
And you can even meet Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon over at Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. So there's lots of things to see and do. If you're visiting during Lunar New Year, make sure you spend some time checking it all out and maybe save a little extra time to enjoy everything over there because there's some really great things and I think you'll love it. Well, we tried to get into the 1 p.m. virtual queue from California Adventure and we made it, but we were put in a backup group again. So we were kind of thinking it wasn't going to happen since we hadn't had very good success with the backup group the last time, but we were still hopeful. We were hoping for the best and just gonna take it as it came and see what happened but we didn't have super high hopes for getting onto Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That evening I got to check out the new Wondrous Journey fireworks show which was so amazing. It was really cool. Um, people can see this from all different places. You can watch it from the Rivers of America. There's projections there. You can watch it from the castle or from Main Street or from Small World. There's projections everywhere and you can see the fireworks everywhere. If you want that front and center castle view, you're going to have to put in a lot of time to get it. People were camping out like four hours early just to watch the fireworks show with the castle view. I don't want to put that amount of time into a castle view. I don't like the idea of just standing there doing nothing, especially when you have paid money to be at Disneyland to just sit there and wait is not really my thing. So I prefer to watch it from over by Small World because you can get there, I mean really, I got there 40 minutes early and there was tons of space still. I probably could have gotten there 20, 25 minutes early and still had a great spot. So I was up pretty close towards It's a Small World 40 minutes early. I was able to see amazing projections all on the facade of It's a Small World. I got to see the fireworks. It was all wonderful. I loved it and I loved that I didn't have to wait for hours and hours to see the show. So that's my favorite place to check out fireworks. The one thing you will miss if you don't have a castle view is as part of the show then Bayamax flies through the air. So you do miss that if you are not front and center for the castle. I do get lots of questions about the fireworks because they don't happen every single night. It kind of depends on how busy the parks are. During busy times, they do them every single night. If it's kind of the off season, they usually just happen on the weekends, but the projection show with the music happens every night. So you can plan on doing that no matter what, and if there's fireworks included, I always just think of that as a bonus. But the projection show is definitely worth seeing. Wondrous Journey was amazing, and I think you will love it. So fireworks ended, I was right by Small World, which is right next to the entrance of Toontown, and they still hadn't called our boarding group yet. It was about 10 o'clock, and I was cold, and I was trying to decide if I should wait it out in hopes that they might call our boarding group by midnight, or if I should just head back to the hotel and try again the next day. Something I should note, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway does close from 8 to 10 p.m. when they are doing fireworks. So they'll close that down and so they stopped doing boarding groups during that time. So they opened it back up and I was still deciding, uh, should I stay or should I go? 
my friends came and joined me and we were all trying to decide when right then they called our boarding group. So we got really lucky. They called our boarding group just 15 minutes after I was trying to decide if we should even hang around and we got to experience the queue for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which you guys, it totally blew me away. I loved it, loved it, loved it so much. There's so much to see and do. It's very interactive. It highlights all all of these past Mickey Mouse cartoons like Mickey and the Beanstalk and a lot of the um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse episodes and there's all kinds of little nods to different Mickey Mouse cartoons that I'm sure you watched growing up. I'm sure your kids have watched. So it's really, really fun and that's very interactive. Lots of different features that will do things or light up or make noises and it was fun to be in line, which doesn't happen very often. So even if you have a long wait, I don't think you need to worry about it too much because there's lots to see and do that is really fun. We actually ended up only waiting 15 minutes in the queue, the standby virtual queue that evening. It was about 10.15 when we got called back and we did take our time through the line, but we walked on pretty quickly. So I was surprised, especially since it was only the second day that the ride was open. We really didn't end up waiting very long at all. So I spent two more days at Disneyland and each day I was able to get into a virtual queue to ride Mickey and Minnie's. Well, I wasn't able to get into a virtual queue, but I had friends there that I was linked to their tickets and they were able to get into a virtual queue. I still have never successfully done it, but I was there for four days and I was able to ride it four times. So three times via the standby line using the virtual queue and once with a lightning lane. So I thought that was pretty good. It is tricky to get a lightning lane, but it's really not impossible. Everybody that I talked to was able to get on it eventually. So I wouldn't stress about it as much as maybe you've stressed about the Rise of the Resistance boarding group. I think it's much easier to get on to Mickey and Minnie's than it was for Rise of the Resistance. But definitely try every opportunity that you have. You can even if you've gotten into a virtual queue, you can also purchase a lightning lane to ride it. But if you get into a virtual queue at 7, you can't try again at 1 p.m. It won't let you get into the virtual queue two times. It's a great ride. You're going to love it. I love that it has no height requirements, so anybody can go on it. Your babies, your toddlers, they're all going to love it. It's great for guests of all ages. And this attraction and the queue have probably hundreds of hidden Mickeys. Some of them are not so hidden. Some of them are more hidden, but there are hidden Mickeys everywhere. So it's really fun to keep your eye out for different hidden Mickeys along the way because you're going to see a ton of them. I am actually on my way to Disneyland again next week. No, this week. Oh my gosh, what day is it? This week. On Friday, I am heading back to Disneyland. So I'm recording this episode Tuesday. It's going to come out Wednesday. And then on Friday, I'm going to be at Disneyland. And in between that, on Thursday, I'm hosting a Utah Disney fans event. So things are crazy busy at my house. We're also painting our basement because we have carpet that's coming to be installed and it has to be painted before then. So... 
I'm doing everything. Everything in the next couple of days. It's kind of crazy around here, but I'm really excited on Friday to head back to Disneyland. I'm going with my husband, and we are going to be competing in the Gumball Rally that's hosted by Mice Chat. So every year, Mice Chat hosts a Gumball Rally. It's kind of like a race around Disneyland competition. It's a big deal. Last year, there were 400 people competing, and you're trying to ride as many rides as possible during the day. Now, they don't tell you what the rules are until you get there, so rules change all the time. In years past, then you weren't allowed to use Genie Plus. You weren't allowed to use mobile ordering. You weren't allowed to use your phone at all to check wait times. People take this seriously, and I've heard it's so much fun. So I asked my husband if he would do it with me. He loves competitions and racing. He does OCR racing which is obstacle course racing, and he loves things like that. And so I thought this is a good chance for us to combine our two interests. Mine is Disney and his is racing and competing. So we're going to be racing around Disneyland. It's going to be a crazy busy day. I'm fully expecting to be completely exhausted, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I am going in as a creator team, which means I am there to compete in a different bracket than the regular ones, but I'm also there to help document the experience for other people. So I will be, I think, I haven't seen the official rules yet, but in years past, they've let creator teams use their phone only to document the experience. So I think I'll be able to share a bunch of things on my stories all about this fun competition and race that's going to be happening. So make sure you're following along. There's a lot of crazy fun things coming in the next few days. You can get find a link to my Instagram in the show notes. And my next podcast episode is going to be a whole recap of the Gumball Rally. I'll give you the lowdown on everything that happened, how it went, and I'll fill you in on everything. I'm not expecting to win. It would be amazing. But I really want to make it a great experience for other people, especially if they're not able to use their phones. I want to make sure that I'm able to take pictures and videos of them so they have those things. So I'm excited to compete, but I'm also going into it hoping to showcase all of the teams and not just focus 100% on winning, but like a little bit on winning. Maybe there's like a good ratio, like like 60 40 or something but I think my husband's focused 100% on winning (laughs) so we'll see how it goes either way I'm excited about it and I'm excited to share it all with you as I said before if you have any questions about virtual queue please let me know I'm happy to help it can feel a little overwhelming and confusing but once you're there in the moment going through it it's not as as tricky as you might think. So please don't stress about it. It's definitely not worth stress and anxiety. I say that now because I'm home, but I've had stress in the moment trying to get the virtual cue. But try not to stress. It's going to be okay. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of my little Disney community and supporting my small mix in some magic business. I appreciate it so much. I love that you're here. I love you and I think you're just amazing. I hope you have a wonderful week. 
I hope you get lots done. I hope I get lots done. Oh my goodness. I'm on my way to paint right after this. So wish me luck painting the whole basement. Here we go. One, two, three, go. It's going to be great. <laughs> I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.